you're listening to Q Marriage Mentors with Jeff Lutz, a podcast featuring conversations with remarkable lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender couples. What makes great relationships work? Jeff will ask the questions. You'll hear the answers. Together, we'll learn. Welcome back, everybody. Today, I visited the home of Martha Knowles and Pat Freeman, two beautiful women who are both retired from the Texas Attorney General's office. Pat was a manager in the Child Support Department, and Martha was an investigator. They've been together for 23 years, and I began, as I usually do, by asking about their coming out journeys and how they met. Pat started our conversation. My coming out journey was a little difficult. I was married. I had two kids. However, all my life I knew I was gay. Got married because that's what I felt like I was supposed to do. But uh, as time went on, I just realized I could not live in that relationship because I wasn't being fair to myself or my husband either. So I finally left. I was working for the attorney general's office and they wanted me to move to Austin here. And that's kind of actually how I met Martha. We met in church, actually, at MCC. At Metropolitan Community Church. I see. She was working, actually, I knew her before because she she was working at the AG's office and she had actually worked in a unit that I had been manager over. But, you know, never really knew her that closely. We'd gone to I'd seen her uh, one time we even went to lunch together, but nothing really. had no idea she was gay. And that day I was going down to communion in MCC and she was coming back and that was the first time I saw her. And was there a connection when you had lunch together? Oh, definitely. Uh, We we had a real connection. And uh, being in my position... Uh, and her actually working in a situation that was kind of under me a little bit. I was very tenuous about it. But at the same time, I liked her a lot. And my daughter had worked with me, and she had told me what a wonderful person she was. So um, one day I just said, hey, would you like to go to lunch? Are you free? And she said yes, and that kind of just started. (laughs) Great story. What do you remember about that, Martha? Oh, well, we... hmm. I certainly, I knew who she was, and we'd both been in the agency for for quite a few years, so even though she was in Waco, you know, still were familiar with some names and things. When she moved to Austin, then she was uh, placed in, in areas that, you know, caused us to have some contact um, through work. So I, I didn't have any thoughts one way or the other about her being gay. It, uh, we were just doing our jobs. So, but then the more we kind of had contact and things, it was like, wow, this is an easy connection. And uh, so time went on and we, we saw more and more of each other. And certainly, you know, just like other workplace friendships and people that you notice come up. But then uh, when we saw each other at, at, uh, at church, it was like, aha. The sparks. <laughs> aha moment. <laughs> now, it was kind of like, now know why we why we connected so well and Martha were you out when you were um, when you first met each other at work were you out at that time and what is your coming out story I, I was out to my family I was out to my group of you know to the folks that knew me but not at work 
as time went on, because Martha and I were together for a long time, people at the agency began to know we were together. But we didn't talk about it openly. And they didn't talk about it openly to us. So sometimes when we would go to lunch at, from work, other people would be with us, obviously. Lots of times it would be coworkers, And sometimes we would get to go by ourselves, which was a real treat. And we were talking about something. And I remember looking across the table and saying, Surely, Miss Freeman, you know that I'm very attracted to you. And what was your response, Pat? Well, of course, my little heart was going pity-patter, but uh, I think I said something like, well, I'm attracted to you also. One thing I've always loved about Martha, and like I said, we have a deep uh, spiritual relationship. And she uh, was, you know, I've dated people that did not have that, and she did. So that was a real connection for us. Has that remained a foundation? Oh, yes. Throughout your years. It's even stronger now than it ever was in the beginning. We have always been in church. Always. And uh, that's just a very important part of our life. Tell me about your families Um, early on and more currently. How are they part of your stories? Well, um... My biological father was killed in the Army when I was nine months old, so I never knew him. And then my mother had to go to work, so my grandmother basically raised me. And then later on, when I was between seven and eight, my uh, my mother married someone else, and I had a really hard time with that. I was just a kid. And... uh, Then I grew up in a Baptist church, which, you know, was very strict and could not, you know, I just felt all my life that until I finally came out that I was not supposed to be gay and I didn't understand and fought all those battles that so many of us do that are raised in those churches. And uh, so, like I said, I was married and had two kids, have two kids. And uh, it was a struggle. It was a real struggle for me coming out. Now, my mother and daddy, I never came out with them. My mother died many years ago. And then, like I said, my father was, after Martha and I got together, my father was very sick. And she helped me take care of him for several years. And I know daddy knew. I know he did. But he never asked me about it, and we never talked about it. We had a good banter relationship. He liked to kid. He liked to poke at you. Back and forth. Uh huh. And pretty much when we were around him, a lot of times it would, uh, her, her dad and I would gang up on Pat a lot. He liked that. <laughs> <laughs> he liked poking fun at her. So, yeah, no, he was a very sweet, sweet man. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed my time with him and getting to know him. And what about your family, Martha? Um, my family um, has, my dad died in 1988, and my mom uh, just died six months ago. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was, uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's all a big learning experience, that's for sure. But, uh, and I have a brother and a sister, and I grew up, I have a, it's an odd story, and some of it overlaps with some of the things that Pat's been through, um, where my early childhood, was I, my brother and sister are six and seven years older than I am. 
So I was the baby, but I was greatly wanted. And everybody has told me that story forever. My sister would go to the Sears catalog and pick a baby out and tell my mother that she wanted a baby sister. And so uh, I I laughed even with my mom right to the end saying, are you sure I wasn't a surprise? And she'll say, oh, no. (laughs) So that was always kind of a funny family joke. But um, up until my earliest childhood, we didn't have much money at all. We were pretty poor. Um, My dad was a welder. And my mom uh, took care of us. And she was a stay-at-home mom up until I got into school. And I would say I I had a great childhood. We lived in a little town, kind of out in the country. Did all those bad things kids aren't supposed to do when they're little. Got in all kinds of trouble. And um, But I was raised in church. I was raised in the Methodist church um, consistently that my, my folks were really good about keeping us involved in that. And, and I grew up with that kind of faith community around me. One of my grandmothers went to the same church, and um, that's that was just my childhood and my upbringing. And, and it was one of those where if you were with a group of people, say 30 adults or something, and the kids acting up at that particular point in time, you had a lot of adults to answer to. It didn't have to be your mom or dad. That kept you in check. You betcha. (laughs) And and they were not afraid to say, I I don't think so. (laughs) So did you come out to your parents? Uh, Yes. Well, I didn't to my dad. Um, When he passed away, we hadn't talked about it, but he had been around um, several of my special friends. (laughs) And And he was most... Uh, inviting and kind to them. I my first relationship was in high school. I see. Uh-huh. And I didn't know what um, I didn't know what gay meant. I I grew up just like everybody else and dated guys and um, had boyfriends and just kind of chugged along through all of that uh, up until the time that I was um, a junior in high school. And I met a girl that I liked a lot more than any of those boys had had ever mustered up in me. <laughs> and so, and so we 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 started a relationship, uh, junior in high school. So, uh, and and that continued on for quite a few years. So, uh, my dad, uh, she he knew her. Um, she'd come over to the house all the time. Then my dad retired and moved to the lake, and we'd go up to the lake. My brother and sister were around her right from the get-go. My family has been around people that I've been involved with. Uh, Haven't always had conversations about it at all. Um, Over the years, um, I I came out to my sister many, many years ago, and she immediately went into the sniveling, crying, oh, my God, you're going to be tortured by some person and... Uh, you know, the church and all that. At that particular time, I was living in Dallas, and I offered to set her up with a pastor at the Metropolitan Community Church there when that was in about 1976. So this was on, in the early part. Long time ago. Yeah. And I said, you know, I'd be more than happy for you to, to talk to my pastor and, and perhaps maybe give you some light on another side of what you're thinking. But... 
So for several years, she was pretty sure I was, you know, I was on this downhill slide to hell. Um, but over the years that, you know, we've seen really her like come around. Oh yeah. It's, it's, that's not an issue with us anymore at all. My brother and I, I don't know. We just tripped into a conversation about it one time and he doesn't have any issue at all. My mom, who I was the main caretaker for her for, well, I, I retired in 2011. And prior to that, I had started uh, being her primary caretaker, but she lived um, 250 miles away. So one weekend a month, I would have to go there and take care of all of her business. And a lot of times at that point, I was packing food and things to making TV dinners and stuff to take to her house to put in the freezer so that I would know she had some variety and some good home cooked food. But uh, that fell into a lot of things, all of her medical care and everything. And um, a couple of years ago, we moved her down to this area uh, into assisted living where she lived uh, in Cedar Park, maybe 15 minutes from here. And, um, and we took care of everything for during that time. Um, well, Pat and I got married in Chicago uh, in, in Chicago. 2014. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. And so there was a lot going on, a lot of hubbub going on at that time about gay marriage and, and all of this It's something we never even thought we'd never thought about it up until very soon before that, because none of us did. It, no one ever thought it would no. be possible. No. no. So, so we had to go to Chicago. Well, we had to go to Michigan uh, for a, a medical um, appointment for Pat. When we were there, we went to Chicago for a couple of days. We got married. When we came back, I uh, told my mom, I said, well, she said, well, you know, how was the trip and all this stuff? And then maybe a week or so later, I said, um, okay, mom, just wanted to let you know while Pat, that uh, Pat and I got married. And she's now she knew Pat. She would see her all the time. She had a relationship with her, but the gay word, that kind of labeling the relationship, it just never happened. And so I said, yeah, we got married. And she, she just looked at me and she said, well, how did you do that? And then she stopped and she said, because you could not get married in Texas at that time. And she said, ah, oh, you got married on your trip. <laughs> and I said, yes, we did. And she said, well, how about that? Good for you. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> did you anticipate that kind of response or did it surprise you? No, it didn't Well, and a, the amazing thing, too, that she was uh, 90, 91, 92. So, I mean, you know, a lot of people that age really don't understand it. But she was very accepting. She just accepted it and... So that that was all good. So yeah, it was. I, I don't know my my journey, my coming out journey, my living a gay life has certainly rolled along a lot easier than a lot of folks. Yeah, a lot like the problems and the issues that I've had, she's really never had. Mm -hmm. It's hers. It's been a much easier journey. But mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> has there been a time in your relationship? where you thought you might not make it. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, in spite of everything, <laughs> and we do. I mean, like I said, we have, we've never had money problems. We've never had spiritual problems or anything like that. We've always both wanted to go to church and everything. 
The one problem that we've had in our relationship is our communication. Our brains are wired totally different. And, you know, they say opposites attract, but that's not always true. (laughs) That might have been a bad plan sometimes. (laughs) Our communication has been so bad. I mean, and when I say that, not that we're not talking to each other, but when we talk to each other, we misunderstand what the other one's saying, you know. And so um, that's something that we've really had. And we're still working Yes. I mean, we still work on it to this day. And I think mm-hmm. anytime you're in a relationship, you always are going to be working on something. I That's mean, if right. you're not, you're not growing. That's right. right. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it has been a struggle. And, and yeah, there, there have been moments. Uh, interesting thing. We kind of, I do believe in therapy. Anybody that's listening to this. Oh, yeah. If you have any questions about whether that's something that would, if it's just all, hooey or whatever, give it a try. And, and it might not work the first time, and it might not work with the first therapist. We've been through a few therapists, and, and different therapists have served different purposes for us in different times of our relationship. So um, we, still, we still have communication issues to this day. We still have personality um, differences that we, I mean, we have to really recognize some things in our relationship to go, wait, whoa, 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 <laughs> we're, we're going down that bad road. <laughs> we have worked on that yes. very diligently yes. to yes. understand and understand what the other one's feeling and thinking, not just what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling, but I want to understand what she's thinking and feeling because it's so foreign to me. But over the years, we've worked on it, and I'm understanding it better, and she's understanding me better. So. And I'm assuming that, even though your communication styles are still different and you still struggle mm-hmm. in that area, it must help to just be aware of that mm-hmm. oh, yes. problem. Yes, 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 yes. Oh. yes. Well, yeah, I mean, it took a long time and a lot of therapy and a lot of conversations and a lot of bumps in the road for us to realize that that's what is going on. And until you, it's not so much as of naming it as it is, just putting it out in front of you as something real. You mentioned something a while ago about, did we ever think we weren't going to make it? Well, we have an interesting thing on that. <laughs> One, yes, there, there are times that both of us thought, oh, this is, we're crashing and burning. <laughs> this is the last one down. But in the very, very beginning, we both said, um, even though it, wasn't a real word and that applied at the time, but divorce is not an option. Now, I know now that that's really not the perfect thing to put out in front of folks when they're getting together. However, it has stopped us several times um, and made us a reality check. We said we were going to do this. We said we were going to work through it. We've both said we love each other. There's no doubt about that. But it's it is definitely a reality and a gut check when you say in the very when you have some sort of commitment to each other of quitting's not an option. I know that there's a healthier way to look at that, and I know that there are situations that would cause that to happen. I, I'm aware of that, but I'm also aware that if you don't take it seriously then, um, well, then okay, then you've just thrown a relationship away and you'll move into another one. Pat, 
What is it about Martha that you still love to this day? She's so sweet in so many ways, and she's so giving to me in so many ways. And most of all, she just loves me. I know it. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's just... Uh, Can you give me an example of something that she does, a way that she gives on a day-to-day basis that tells you, yeah, she loves me? I can. Um, with my eye situation, I'm having to go to a lot of doctors. And bless her heart, she's having to drive me now. And it doesn't matter whether my appointment is at 8 o'clock or 11 o'clock or 4 o'clock. She's going to be up and ready to go, even most of the time before I am. Come on, Pat, let's go. <laughs> you know, She's just so willing to do things like that. And what about you, Martha? What do you see in Pat still today? <laughs> That's hard. Come on. It's <laughs> not hard. Um, she's loyal. Lord, she's loyal. She's um, so very committed. Uh, she, she has a really warped sense of humor. <laughs> Does that bond you? That oh, yeah. <laughs> you bet. Yeah. Uh, she, she's driven by some of the most interesting things. Uh, we have these crazy uh, things. We used to have uh, Friday night date night at the grocery store. Oh, and we, the grocery store. At the grocery store. We, yes, yes, we would go to yeah. the grocery store and shop on and, Friday night and spend. <laughs> that was dates we were having. Yeah, those were dates in early on, uh, and spend three or four hours. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know it's a nightmare to some. For us, it was heaven. <laughs> it, but it, she loves to cook. She loves all things about food. She's very passionate about sports. <laughs> Um, for sure. Uh, politics, boy, we are on the same page oh, there. Oh, that's another good thing. We're <laughs> we on the same page yes. in politics. But, but I think that probably one, uh, I, I don't have a name for this, and I, I'm not exactly sure how to describe it, except that she she causes me to grow. Um, she causes me to um, to be better. Growth is painful. <laughs> yes, it is. And it is in a relationship. Yeah. When you're trying to work through things and grow in yeah. that relationship, it can be very painful. Now, now, I, now I will have to say that se- uh, several years ago, I would have answered that question, that uh, comment by saying, yes, it, it drives me nuts. But it doesn't now. It, it's part of my comfort zone because um, to, to be with her and to have this relationship and to have it work, and to be happy and healthy in it, and to feel like we're fulfilled as individuals, and um, it it takes a lot, and and we're kind of weighing heavy on that side, which is is really just kind of like breathing. Uh, it sounds real heavy, but it's it's just part of who we are, and part of I think that who most couples, and especially gay couples, are. We have to learn to maneuver things differently. And so so being with her specifically, she has she has really uh, helped me stretch spiritually for sure. Um, and and in so many other ways, just enabled not not that she's caused some of it, she's enabled <clears throat> growth uh, in areas that I never would have I wouldn't have even recognized. So I love that in you. Thank you.
I have to say one other thing, though. In talking about our relationship and how it has grown, you know, when you first get together in a relationship, you know, you're so excited and everything's wonderful. And then time goes on and some of those things that you thought were so wonderful aren't so wonderful anymore. (laughs) And then... But I can honestly say that Martha can be sitting over in the chair. We can be watching TV. We can be anywhere. We can be eating. And so I just look over at her, and my heart still just pity patters because I love her so much. And that just means so much to me, and I'm so happy for that. I wish this was a video so our (laughs) listeners could see your girls' faces right now. So sweet and so tender. Let me ask you this. Years from now, when you're both gone, how do you hope that others will remember you and your life together as a couple? Wow, that's interesting. Um, I, I would hope that they could see that, and I think more and more this is happening, but when I grew up it wasn't, uh, that you can be gay, you can be in a loving relationship, and you can still be have strong faith. And that's important to me because so many, I, we meet people all the time that are still, you know, they had to leave churches or whatever, and they don't understand. There are people out there in churches that love you, and we love you, and we're in church, and I would like that to be my message. I once heard someone say, I'm not sure if it's harder to come out as gay to the Christian mm-hmm. community or come out as Christian to the gay community. Uh-huh. Amen. You know, that is very <laughs> amen, true. Amen. Like very true. <laughs> yes, that is true. It, it's so weird. But, you know, it's been that's been so much our relationship and, and our lives prior to being in this relationship, but it still shocks me. It still amazes me. Pride was last week. Everything about pride, the fact that my Methodist church has a a float and float. people walking in the... Yes. <laughs> Amazing. But, but when people think, Pat and Martha, I remember them. They... How would you fill in that blank? I, I would hope that there would be an awareness of how grateful we are um, for our relationships, certainly. For everything that we have, everything that we've built, the friendships that we've built, um... I I hope that that's recognized. That none of it uh, is is taken for granted at all. I would hope that we would be um, that that somehow or another it could be recognized in our relationship how grateful we are. If you had to distill what you've learned together in twenty three years down to one or two little tidbits of advice for younger couples. What would you share? One is learn to listen. <laughs> learn to listen. Yes, listen to your partner. Uh, this has been a, something that I have struggled with because I, I sometimes jump in when I should, and I work have had to work really hard on listening, to listening to what she has to say. I think that is one of the most important things in a relationship. I would say with that is learn to want to listen. (laughs) Say more about that. Well, because there are several things that you, tools that you pick up over time and you try to learn them kind of by rote. But when you, when you start, uh, when there's something before you like that and you really want that, 
You want to do something that's going to help in the relationship. Um, respecting each, I mean, all of the cliches, all of those things, probably one of the oldest of all times is go ahead and learn and accept that you can't change somebody else, <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah, do, that, do that for yourself, if nothing else. Certainly, um, learn to understand who the other person it really is. And love them for who they are. Exactly. Sure. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Because, you know, unconditional love is one thing. You could, people can say that all day long. But you cannot have unconditional love until you really know who the person that you're loving is. I can say that I, you know, I love her unconditionally for one thing. But where did that come from? Where did that part of her come from? Um, not just, okay, fine. So what happened in her childhood that caused that? But, but what's she gone through all of the years since then for the feelings that come into it that cause her to, to be the person she is and react the way she does concerning certain areas? And when you get all of that background and can, can piece all of it together, be interested in who the other person is because we get real interested in books that we read or music. But if you get really interested in your partner, um, then you learn. Be interested, listen, and don't try to change each other. That's very well, good advice. Where did you get that? From two very wise and beautiful women. Martha, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, thank you, Jeff. Oh, thanks, Jeff. Do you know any LGBT couples with interesting stories and wisdom to share on the show? Jeff would love to meet them, so please contact him through the website at qmarriagementors.com. Until next time, thanks for listening and have a great week.